It's time for Cofield and Company. Hill goes baseline. Hill out to Ducell. A three from the right side for Ducell is no good. And the putback is no good. And the Rebels win the game. Wow. Hanging out at Stadium Swim. It's Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. Five o'clock hours here. It's always our favorite time at Stadium Swim at Circle Las Vegas. Sun goes down. You get uh, peak viewing of the uh, big board here with the massive TVs. That was cool. Stanford Route sitting in, former cornerback in the NFL out here in Vegas to visit the Raiders facility and came down to hang out with us. That means that our friend, our good friend, I think sometimes, I think he's our good friend most of the time. Brad Powers is flexible today. Thanks, Brad. We appreciate you coming on about 15 minutes later than your normal spot. What's going on, buddy? Oh, it's going. I apologize for you guys being flexible. I couldn't do last week's spot. Got uh, caught down there on uh, Radio Row uh, right there uh, in, at the Super Bowl. No. You were there? You didn't come say hi? That's what happened. That's what happened. We had we had max miscommunication because wow. when you texted me, we were set up down there and you were in the room. Yeah, I apologize. I did not know. That's well, I, guess, I guess we know the answer to uh, no, are no. we friends. Don't be like I that. No, no, he, he, he didn't know we were down there. That's that's my <laughs> fault. I didn't communicate. Um, You're right at the entrance, Brad. You know we know you saw us. Uh, did you uh, <laughs> Did you go on with longtime friends, new shows? Uh, what were the spots like? Was it pretty much your normal spot with some hardcore gambling, or was it educational for people? Uh, no, I was just a guest. Uh, I d- didn't really do anything. Just got caught up there. Actually, during oh. the day, wasn't even uh, – I, I couldn't get a, I, you know, honestly, during the, your exact spot, I was stuck on Las Vegas Boulevard. I could not get home in time. So I, uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess you could have, that, that we could have done the spot, yes, yes. but it would have been me driving. And uh, I got to be honest with you, I am not the lighthearted, kind, you know, gratitude, you know, great gratitude with attitude type of driver. So yeah. you would have had me with a chip on my shoulder. Uh, you're talking to the right people. It's uh, a great. Yes, uh, we, we're not. I'm, I'm not always the most composed when I'm driving, and I guess that was the one thing. You know, before we get to all the gambling stuff, that was the one thing that legitimately people from outside the market could complain about. Now, if they really knew about LV Boulevard, a lot of it is walkable, so they didn't need to hop into a car. But I gotta say, yeah. we have to do a much better job next time in either you know pulling off some one-way traffic on LV Boulevard and using the uh, arterials uh, in a way, or frankly. I mean, is again? This is a this is a bigger discussion, but we have this monorail. Can we just extend the freaking thing like five stations yeah. and get the whole strip yeah. covered? I mean, what are we doing here? I I hope the powers that be here learned a lesson. It's the it's one of the things, and there weren't many that we gaffed on. Agree. I thought over what overall. I mean, I would give it a, not two thumbs up, but a thumbs up for for the, the Super Bowl for Vegas there for the first time. But th- 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 that would be in the, the biggest gripe was. I mean, practically after Thursday night, uh, it was, I mean, you just couldn't be down there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. And uh, most locals know it's just, you know, it, it's uh, it's been a work in progress, so you, you got to stay off the strip. What were you going to say, John? Well, Brad, I'm just curious because obviously you do a lot of media hits and uh, you're a professional gambler. Was Radio Row like a first for you? Did you like the environment? What did you think of actually being down at Radio Row? Uh, no, not a first for me. Okay. Uh, I. Did a couple of national championship games back in the day. I've done a couple of Super Bowls. I was working for Fox Sports. Uh, you know, oh, I right. was doing it. Right. Yeah, I uh, don't have uh, pleasurable memories from that. But uh, was that Miami? I uh, 
Yeah, I I don't know. I just was doing it out of courtesy for a friend. I, I just said that's all it was. Ended up, uh, you know, I got I do have a cool story. Uh, we're at the Bellagio, uh, and, uh, you know, right, we're just sitting down, uh, just uh, having a, fr- a friendly discussion on how the season went and whatnot. Sitting right next to us, Mike Shanahan and uh, his other son, some other former NFL coaches, and they, for an hour, believe it or not, we're looking extensively at the prop menu guidebook. Yeah, we got them. Yeah, so I, I didn't. We I did not him. have the guts to say, "Hey, guys, what's the script for uh, Sunday night?" I. Uh, but uh, the, the script as far as the Super Bowl wasn't surprising. Uh, unfortunately, his son uh, choked another one away. Wow. Okay. Strong comments there. Um, is that what you expected? Is this become such a trend that we can't trust uh, Little Shanny in the biggest spots when it counts the most? Uh, obviously, sample size too too small, but I mean, you are talking three times now at the, in the Super Bowl, uh, double digit leads. I mean, when when it doesn't happen very often, the Super Bowl, and he's part of three of them. Uh, no, but the game for the most part, obviously, you know, the, there were a, a, a few surprises, but for the most part, uh, I I bet the Chiefs. It wasn't a big bet. I didn't think there was a lot of value, but uh, I thought the 49ers were the better team coming into it, uh, but. Uh, as far as a trust factor, Shanahan was not someone I trusted. Purdy was not someone I trusted. I had more faith in obviously Mahomes, Reed, and the best defense that uh, you know in the Mahomes era. So uh, when it was all said and done, I wasn't overly surprised by the result. Are you hardcore EV through and through, or do you like to have some fun during the Super Bowl? Do you do you let your hair down a bit? Uh, no, I. You know what? I didn't do much. Uh, okay. I only made it about 18 bets. Uh, it was profitable. It wasn't a big win, but it was a win. I mean, this is going to sound sad. I didn't watch most of the Super Bowl, believe it or not. That's how it's just to me. I love football. The Super Bowl is not football to me. It's more of a spectacle. So I, I don't have any time crunch uh, to, to make sure I watch the tape. And, you know, if there's a key injury or something that happened and that might create value for the next week, I, I'm not a guy that sits down there and watches all 60 minutes of the Super Bowl year after year. That's been the case for several years. Uh, it's interesting you say that because we were just talking about Chris Russo, Chris Mad Dog Russo, getting mad because this is a football broadcast, Brad. You can't show Taylor Swift so many times. We're here to watch the game. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not going to take that strong of a stance, but it's certainly, I mean, whether you're talking the halftime performance extended, all the other stuff going on, I it's just it's not for a hardcore football guy. I mean, but you have to understand that. I mean, the Super Bowl's for a much bigger audience. I mean, to me, I, people aren't going to believe this, but I find more enjoyment watching a Tuesday night Mac game in November. Brad Powers, Brad Powers Sports. That's dot com, and Brad Powers Seven up on Twitter. Uh, so we're watching some college basketball right now. What do you do during the season? Or because I know we're going to talk. Well, I know what we're going to talk about. I want to talk about spring games coming up in just a couple minutes. But do you jump in? Do you just wait for the conference tournaments? What do you do with college basketball here for the next three weeks? I don't do anything until conference tournaments. That's me personally betting. I retired from the handicap touting selling picks last year. Uh, I'm not just not going to do it anymore. I don't think I have that big enough of an edge or at least confidence enough to sell. So I, I'll bet it'll be very basic, formulaic uh, when it comes to conference tournaments. I don't feel like I need to know the players. It's more systems that I, you know, I look at and what, what, what type of system. Well, obviously, unders as you get further along in conference tournaments become more prominent, more positive EV. Uh, especially if you bet them early when, when, when the lines open up. 
obviously I'm going to take a team that's depth shy that, that might have played, you know, that's playing their fourth game in four days type of thing. That's what I'm looking for, conference tournaments. And then I, I get a pretty good idea because oh, it, it gives me several days to, to dive into matchups as far as the, the, the March Madness goes. But a lot of times I, I tend to like the NIT, CBI, CIT, because, uh, again, uh, the, the, there's some teams that want to be there, some teams that don't. So I, I tend to, be, the, the, to even stray away from March Madness. College football expert, college football better. Brad Powers is with us here on Cofield and Company. We're live at Circle Las Vegas at Stadium Swim. Okay, a couple of college football notes that have uh, futures implications. One, I guess we're not surprised Chip Kelly left UCLA because he was interviewing for every job. I didn't expect him to make a lateral move and then down to Ohio State, probably getting a third of what he was making at UCLA. Your reaction to that? And, you know, I, I haven't heard anyone ask this one. Is he going to be a good OC at Ohio State? Yeah, that's a good question. I and I don't think there's a slam dunk answer. Uh, not surprised uh, as far as I mean. Obviously, he was out there. He wanted to get out. I mean, I you know ideally he wanted to be an NFL OC. So, uh, but but to go to a top three four job in the country as far as college, not overly surprised that it ended up being the case. He wanted out of there. Got out of there before of you know a possible disastrous first season here in the Big Ten. And it really didn't try as far as recruiting. It was the worst recruiting class in the history of UCLA football this year. Uh, so not surprised in that. Is he going to be a good one? I don't know how that dynamic's going to work with Ryan Day. Obviously, Ryan Day still has his hand on that offense, to say the least. But they do have a prior relationship. Obviously, Ryan Day was a quarterback under Chip Kelly when he was OC there uh, and when Ryan Day was in college. So, I, you know, I, I'll i give a thumbs up, not two thumbs up. I you know, I, I think Chip's obviously creative. He did an okay job offensively at UCLA in some seasons, but uh, is he the mastermind, you know, brilliant OC from 10 years ago when he was cutting edge at Oregon? No, I don't see that guy anymore, and I don't, I don't think he's ever coming back. Do you? Th- where do you fall on this? Because I've seen this conversation. is like, that. this is it. College football's broken. This is all NIL's fault. Or is this a guy who is a dead man walking and was like, dude, I'm going to get out of here soon. I might as well just leave and get a good job at a spot where I might win a national championship. Ladder. Uh, <laughs> he was certainly a dead man walking. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm totally dismissing that there's some things broken in college football. There obviously right. is. I mean, there's enough in, uh, data points now. I mean, a Georgia State head coach just left to become a run game coordinator at yep. South Carolina today. Yes. So uh, there's enough examples of guys just quitting and leaving for what should be perceived to be a step down, that, hey, there is a problem, especially for guys that have probably been in the game a little bit. They're probably in their late 50s, and just uh, they don't want to deal with that at this point in their career. So they just want to coach ball. And I think Chip Kelly does fall, at least in that regard, but he was a guy that was going to get fired. It should have been fired actually last year, but he beat USC, kind of saved his job there. They turn around and lose to Cal, so they were in a really awkward position. But th- that was a guy that should have been fired last year and was going to get fired after this year. So even at that point, though, Brad, like, so uh, I know you just mentioned the guy leaving for uh, to be a run game coordinator. Um, I can't remember the name, but the, the head coach who left to be the linebackers coach for USC. That's that's not an NIL thing, though, right? That's that's a symptom of there's so much freaking money at the top. You might as well leave and you can make more than you would where you were respectively. Yeah, it's a Matt Ence left North Dakota State to, to go to USC. Yeah, yeah I yeah, there, there is such a gap. that I don't even think people understand that between the haves and have nots that it's at least similar money. They're not taking massive pay grades like Chip Kelly did, but uh, 
yeah, there's certainly. I mean, these guys are still getting paid pretty good. But if that that's been the case, that I mean, there's been always this big separation between the Power Five and the G Five. Obviously, it's wider than than what it's ever been before. But we hadn't seen a bunch of examples of guys going to a perceived step down role, going from head coaches to position coaches, head coaches to coordinators. We I mean, we haven't seen that as much as we've had here in the last two years. That so it has become a little bit of an issue that, that that should raise some eyebrows in college football markets. Let's talk about what Chip Kelly leaves behind. If I'm a Bruins fan, am I miserable that Chip left and they hired Deshaun Foster, or am I kind of thrilled because now I've got a real UCLA guy who may be able to get people fired up in the community to raise more on the NIL front? Well, I'll say this. Uh, win totals are out now for every single power conference. Uh, both onshore and offshore now. I can't believe that in February. Uh, I hadn't bet anything yet, but when the Chip Kelly news broke, I bet under UCLA. It was the first win total bet that I made uh, with that news. But that doesn't mean all of a sudden, oh, I'm totally anti-UCLA. No, I just think they got more question marks than answers at this point. And I guess the question mark is, he's got to fill. I got to see how he fills out his staff. Obviously, we're talking about Deshaun Foster. He doesn't even have coordinator experience or head coaching experience. Obviously, he has the passion. He wants to be there. Should be able to recruit better than Chip. But uh, UCLA was already going to struggle as it was moving from the Pac-12 to obviously the Big Ten. They also play LSU in that conference action. Uh, they, they, they have an extremely tough schedule where I think they, they should throw a parade if they make a bowl game this year. Brad Powers up on Cofield and Company. So really weird offseason around college football. But here's the cool thing. It's back, at least in terms of real news, on the field within two weeks. Um, what are the spring games coming up? I know Hawaii's pretty soon, right? Or spring yeah, practice. Hawaii's, Let me uh, get it right. Ten spring days, practice. Ten days from today. Unbelievable. Oh, no way. Already a spring game. I wish I could go to it. But uh, uh, I, there's no offseason. So you've seen me tweet out. I mean, there's several teams already started practice. Georgia State. They had their spring game March 7th. With the news today that their head coach is leaving for South Carolina, they delayed the spring. So, oh they, I mean, uh, the most actionable advice I can give anybody during a segment, whenever the numbers come out for Georgia State, you want to fade them. It's so late in the process. It, it was already a team going through spring practice, already had a couple practices, and to have your head coach leave, that'll be a team in disarray this season. Brad, if anybody out there wants to do what you do and watch these, are they all in the same spot? Where can you get a hold of them? Uh, so you usually can, I mean, it's not like I can watch 134, but I mean, each season now, it seems like I can watch more and more. It's up to 60 last year is what I watched. So SEC Network, ACC Network, Big Ten Network, Pac-12. I mean, here's something that's wild. <laughs> I just saw the USC game is going to be on the Pac-12 Network on uh, April 20th. I know nobody gets the Pac-12 Wait, Network, what? but a team that's going to be in the Big Ten is still going to air their spring game on the Pac-12 Network. With, oh, the, with the Big Ten logos on the chest. That's well, right. I, you know what I forgot? We, yeah. we forgot to – we. Man, we've been busy. There's been so many good sports stories. Um, I don't know if everyone saw it, but, uh, Brad, if I'm correct, because they don't want to have to reshuffle all the bowl connections, especially with these mega yeah. conferences they're not ready for it yet, The from what I hear, the Pac-12 – it's not from what I hear. The news was out. The Pac-12 was still connected to the bowl games they were connected to. Not the Pac-2. The Pac-12 teams that have moved on to other conferences will still be connected from an alliance standpoint, which means – that the Las Vegas Bowl in all likelihood is going to be the Pac-12. And in that rotation of the original agreement, it will be Pac-12 against SEC, but with no Pac-12 really existing. Huh? Yeah, crazy. Uh, I did see that. that. That's funny. I don't know how the Bulls are going to work with an extra. I mean, obviously, we got more bowl games tied in with the, 
the playoffs. Uh, it's a lot more question marks than answers across the board, but I, I thought that was ridiculous. I can't believe they didn't work that out ahead of time. Do you have any snitches on the Hawaii spring and spring game? I do have a guy that I know that's going, so okay. uh, he'll get he'll feed me some info. So I, so, you know, generally speaking, I think you know it's trending up. I mean, Hawaii. One thing that they finished strong each of the last two years. I think this will be Timmy Chang's best year. Uh, will they go to a bowl game? Probably. They're not there yet, but they'll be competitive enough where they're not going to be an easy out in Mountain West. Top three teams in the Mountain West are going to be Boise, Fresno, and UNLV. Wow. Um, I wonder if the. Uh, birds or whatever what, what what circles what are we looking at vultures um i oh, wonder yeah. if any are circling over malachi nelson because at boise bush hamden is the guy who brought malachi nelson in terms of connections and he just bailed on boise to go to kentucky so uh, nelson's father said hey we went there for boise but i wonder what happens there yeah uh not ideal especially with a, a coach that uh, doesn't have much head coaching experience uh, you know obviously they played hard for the interim last year danielson but one of the big reasons they make those hires is they're looking for continuity, and it usually doesn't work out that way. Sharon Moore is a big example of Michigan. It's not working yep. out as far as continuity there. Brad, we're going to let you relax a little bit. I, re- I could go crazy on this and start trying to break down Hawaii, but maybe it's just a little bit too early. But uh, pretty soon it won't be, so we'll get back at it next week. I look forward to it, guys. Thanks for having me. See ya. Yeah, uh, Hawaii's got – so Braden Shager – the uh, Shager bombs, right? Remember him throwing all the deep passes, oh, yeah. and he got Hawaii. Uh, check that. He got UNLV a bunch in that game. He was leaving, and then he said, no, nah, I'm coming back. The I think the quarterback that is going to challenge him and will probably play as a true freshman if there's no injury issues, be the changeup guy, is a kid from Gorman. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's about 5'10 or 5'11. Right. Maybe he's going to grow a little bit. He's a little small for the level, but he's also a, a guy who can get to the edge. So, he may get a lot of playing time. A little dynamic they really haven't had a ton of. Not recently. Right. No. Cordero yeah. was a little, like, Well, no, Cordero was. Yeah. I felt like Cordero was more a kind of up the gut rather than a an RPO guy, but maybe I'm misremembering sure. his peak time at Hawaii. But, yeah, spring ball's already back. I'm excited. I can't wait. It's U- all that matters is football. UNLV will start up on March 2nd with their official spring practice. Okay. And then the game, the spring showcase will be at Allegiant in early April. So. I'll be there. And I'm hoping, I have no idea, I am not in this pay grade, uh, but I will tell you, we were just doing something today that is a really cool concept over at Silver State, uh, still, can I say it? Silver State Sports and Entertainment Network um, in the studios of Fox 5, they're adding a lot of programming. I would I would love if they find a way to actually televise the UNLV spring game. I think fans would go gaga over that. Oh, yeah. But it's a matter of, you know, a lot of times it's numbers. Like Odom told us last year, hey, I don't know if we're going to have truly the amount of numbers we need to play a real game. So it winds up being a showcase. So we'll see. we got time. People still watch, though. And it's about getting the brand out there and getting people again to get excited <laughs> about it. I also love that on the NFL front, like Adam Hill is, uh, is working, you know, both VGK – and the Raiders beat, and you're like, oh, what's going on on the Raiders beat? What's going on? They're putting together a coaching staff, and guess what? Uh, the NFL is going to descend upon Adam Hill's favorite city, Indianapolis, <laughs> like 10 days. Yep. 
That's crazy. There's no off time. The combine always sneaks up on me how, yep. quick, how quick it is after the season. Go right into it. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to watch somebody run a quick 40 time and have their draft odds skyrocket. Well, it's going to be incredible. This is the beginning of starting to see the draft numbers posted and our favorite bet. Total quarterbacks in the first round. Total quarterbacks in the first round. The, so hype, the hype will begin. The hype will begin. You think they're going to open at what, five? I think four and a half is probably the and then number. give themselves some room to get to five or five and a half potentially, and I'll be wet. I'll be waiting to bet it under, just here. Stadium swim here on a Thursday. Beautiful night. Come on down, hang out at Circle Las Vegas. Uh, get your mania, madness, college basketball bets in now. You can bet on the national title, and you can bet yes, no. I thought it was only going to be like 30, 40 teams because no one offers yes, no. Now it's the entire board. You can bet every team. That they have up there, so we're talking hundreds of teams on a yes/no bet. So make sure you get down to Circus Sports now. Pass down low, Whaley, another fish. The post up, and two more for Rob Whaley. Thirty-six points in the paint for UNLV in this game by winning at New Mexico. Then ranked in best play, the hammer, Rob Whaley. Now back to Cofield and Company, live from Stadium Swim at Circa Las Vegas. You heard it. Stadium Swim, my favorite spot in town. It is never not a good time to come down and hang out. Jonathan Von Tobel. Steve Cofield is, I don't know, he's somewhere, Devon. He kind of wandered off, and I think the uh, the allure of Stadium Swim got to him. Decided to go party it up. Or he went to go poop. One of the two. Go change into a swimwear. <laughs> well, I think he was trying to maybe grab this guy who was still rocking in the Speedo. Oh, he's still there. Oh, yeah, dude. He's actually been sitting here getting all pruney. Steve's mad. He's coming back now. Rutgers, uh, 52-51, 4.38 left to go. As what Steve called a, a very big game in college basketball. Some would argue the biggest game in college basketball. I know DeMond was all over it. DeMond, did you bet it? Uh, no, I stayed away from it because I said it's too Jeez. unpredictable. I misspeak for one second. Now I'm never going to live it down. Uh, come on now. Let's not have injuries. It's late in the season. Let's go. Uh, I'm going to throw something out there. We're live, right? Uh, I are. just saw you talking. I was just like any other person watching the show. I'm like, I think he's live. I'll just walk on the set. Uh, so we're here at Stadium Swim. I'm going to give you a, a really strange thought, and people are going to think I'm a weirdo. I just walked into the bathroom, mm-hmm. and I took a, a, a smell, and I was like, God, I missed that. What? Okay. Yeah, like chlorine and stuff? Is that what it was? Any prediction? What do you think? You reading what I'm saying here, Damon? No. Are you a big uh, Vegas uh, outdoor bodies of water person, like uh, Stadium Swim? Do you go? I don't. John, do you go? Uh, only to Stadium Swim, Steve. So the fragrance in there was a mix of whatever they're pumping in and suntan lotion. Ah, okay. Yep. So. And I like I like that smell. So I was like, man, it's what are we? February? It's February, and there's that smell from the summer. It's almost here. So this is going to open up the door for one of the things. This is my weird thing that I do. And the more I think about it as my years have gone on, the more I'm probably doing the opposite. So I don't like public restrooms. Like, that's, like, one of my things. I think think they're kind of gross. I don't like the fact that we all just, you know, are in the same trough, just urinating and dumping and whatnot, all of our smells (laughs) intertwined with each other. But everything here is chlorinated. It all smells great. When I go into public restrooms... I breathe through my mouth. Do you really? Yep. Why not? See, Damon, you made a face. I understand that it sounds somewhat counterintuitive, right? 
because like I don't I want to avoid the smell, so instead I'm inhaling all the poop particles through my mouth. Not only did I make a face, I jumped back in my chair a little. Yeah. That's I I don't think you're accomplishing I, what you think you I, are. I, I just I can't stand the smell. I can't do it. It can is be it, bad in some places. Is it one big breath or you just <gasps> No, like I just regularly, I just breathe through my mouth. Oh, it's not like you're holding your breath. Okay. Um. Yeah, no, no, I don't breathe. I don't hold. I breathe regularly. It's just I go from nose to mouth. Now they've got some kind of like um, flowery or maybe some kind of sandalwood, which are completely different, by the way. Um, and you you get suntan lotion, so it it, it smells good. Why don't you just so, do? I thought one of the the there weren't very there were no positives because millions of people died, but um, from COVID, you wore a mask into bathrooms, and I after that I was like. You know, I, I actually like this because now I'm not getting any of the putrid smells. I may do this moving forward. Ah, they didn't block 100% of the time. It's a lot better. And there's some times where I'll walk into a bathroom and I will do one of like a cur- – I'll, I'll test it. I'll go – like it's just a quick breathe. Well, you're, like, you're really – I wait, I was the weird one. <laughs> just a quick like, is this a safe space? You have really thought about like, this. No, no, no. no, no, no. Not a safe space. No. I do. I'm telling you, I don't. I, I don't poop in public. I, I will hold it. I cannot do it. I refuse to do it. The only times I would ever poop in public, it's two, two times. Um, one, not like two specific times, but like only two situations. Uh, one is absolute emergency. I've told you the horror story before, but the steel toilets at Newark Airport are an abomination known to man, and I had to do it there because it was coming whether on I wanted a, to on, or a, not. on a steel toilet. That's yeah, awesome. That's, oh, that's, one of the, that is that is prison well, level. That is one of the worst feelings I've had. Did you have the paper to put down, or you, did you nope. sit right on the cold well, steel? It was an emergency. No, <laughs> it cold was, steel. It was an emergency. So there was no putting that toilet. Yeah. There was you, not you got scared straight without having yep. someone to come talk to you. Well, and then the worst part was the stalls are so tight. So you're just like, I'm, like my knees are touching the stall walls. Like, oh, it, was, it was one of those terrible experiences ever. But only an emergency. Number two, and I don't do this anymore because I don't work in the service industry anymore, but the times at jobs when I was in charge of cleaning said restrooms, like at Albertsons, I would actually take a poop break. I would go. I feel like statute of limitations, so I can admit to this. I would clean the family slash handicap bathroom, like to the like, every little like make bit it of beautiful, it, make it immaculate. Then I would go to the magazine rack and take a magazine. Then I would go to the bathroom. you'd go right away. <laughs> I mean, you can I guarantee it's clean. I mean. There's probably something terrible about using the magazine rack, like pooping and then putting it back when I was done. But I would wash my hands, so. I didn't expect that. I yeah. just thought it was going to be a quick comment on the smell of the bathrooms here, and we move on. But you really had some depth. Yeah, I, 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 no, bathroom culture. Things. That's where the rest of the show should just go for. Well, I mean, we you've heard us. We can devolve into that conversation very easily. I'm being nice about it. I think I'm being I don't really think it was bad. I was yeah. actually kind of fascinated. I didn't know you were that much of a psycho. Yeah. No, I hate it. I hate it. Because I'm pretty stringent on the stuff, too, and I was like, you're crazier than I am. I'll hold it, man. So Tom Prairie dogging. I want you to look around here, right? We're at Stadium Swim. Uh, we'll post another picture. We post them all the time of the screens. Some massive college basketball game going on right now. Some NHL. <laughs> some other, other college basketball. So you look to your left. Right, and we got one of the legendary tall buildings for down here. Right, Binions got the legendary uh, clock and temp up there. It says it's sixty-seven. I think that might not be accurate. We look to our left. You got four queens. We got the plaza to our right. All the big murals. Like this is beautiful. It is different scenery, but this is what I envision sitting behind home plate or up the lines at the new A stadium. That's what we were sold. Right. And they won't reveal what they're doing now, but there was a San Fran Chronicle dude who said, um, it appears that the A's 
are now thinking, you know what, the property's too small for a retractable roof. We have to build a dome. Shocking. I, I know you saw the renderings of what could be a new stadium in downtown Kansas City. Awesome. Dude, that bridge. So what is that across the way, T-Mobile? Whatever they have. There's like a T-Mobile area right there. The old, it used to be Sprint Center, and I think it's a, whatever it is. It's not T-Mobile Arena. It's got a slightly different name. Yeah, T-Mobile Center. Yeah, something like that. So, it's a, so they're building They'll make that into a stadium complex. Yep. There's that w- bridge. Which is great. There's a bridge that goes from the T-Mobile Center, or whatever you call it, over to what would be, I'll call New Kaufman. I don't know what they're going to call it. But, like, over to that, the the open air area looks back. The, the, the backdrop to the outfield looks absolutely spectacular. Obviously, they're the Royals, so, like, you just see these blue themes throughout the entire entire ballpark. It's one of the coolest renderings I've ever seen. Not to be topped, though, the best rendering I've ever seen was that clip art thing that we saw with that random guy running around the bases for the Oakland A Stadium. That was great. It wasn't good. <laughs> and now we're not even getting that. He was rounded third. Apparently. They don't know what they're doing. There's no renderings. They don't know what they've done. They, no, they I don't think know what they're doing. I think they have renderings. Then why why not show them? Do you know how much I, goodwill I, you would in, like you it'd be a, it's an easy win. It's a layup. There's so much negative press around this. Well, Get one easy win and show us the renderings. You know, we have all our pals in Kansas City. We uh, haven't had a chance to talk to them yet. But it's very important for the Royals to put out their renderings because they are going to a public vote. Right. So they have to hit an absolute friggin' home run. Now, here's the thing with the Royals. It's actually tied to, if I'm correct on this, I think I am, in brief conversations with our KC friends. It, their, their stadium project, public money, would be tied to the Chiefs as well. It doesn't mean the Chiefs are going to be down there, but the money would be, I think, tied together. And this is the perfect time to strike, right? For, I, mean, I mean, Chiefs fans and, oh, yeah, and, yeah. and local residents are sky high. Yep. So they're not going to be like us. I think we're responsible. I think Californians are responsible. I think most people will support. And going to public vote is very dangerous. But I think most people will support new stadiums and new facilities for them. But you want to layer with positivity. Yep. The difference with the A's, they didn't have to get a yes from us. So they don't have to come out with renderings. I mean, the, our... Our local and state-level politicians were like, yeah, here you go. Here's the money. That's a good point. I just feel like it's so easy to like, just get some goodwill. Just show us something. Like, What about like a tease, you know? Just show us like. I mean. Like, just show us the dugouts. Damon, I mean, we're going to have Ross Stripling. I think that what they should do, JVT's talking about a tease. I think that they should just just hold it out a little bit longer. You're talking about goodwill? Yeah. Just make us wait because we already know that it's a dome. So they already know that they have let the city down off the rip. Like they're going to be mad. You know, it's like you're already you're already outside late with your parents. What's another hour going to hurt? They already know that they've disappointed us with giving us a dome. So you know what? Well, just continue the disappointment. They haven't officially given us a dome, and maybe well, they we're all know wrong it's on be this. A dome. Or maybe they've been listening to it, and they're like, "Okay, we gotta, we gotta find a way for Bally's to cooperate and give us like 15 acres, not whatever it is, nine. Yeah, right. Are they, are they going to be able to do that on the site? I don't know. I don't, I don't know what Bally's. I mean, that maybe there are negotiations over that part of it. I mean, they have to be listening to us a little bit, right? Not the show, but some of the public reaction, some of it. 
They just it, it all seems so like week to week, doesn't it? Now, do you guys think that the A's got some feedback from the Players Association on this idea that they would spend three years in places like Sacramento or Salt Lake, and the Players Association is like, no, you blanking will not. Yeah, go back to Oakland, and that's why all of a sudden, like, hey, negotiations are open again with the place that freaking hates us. And by the way, Candy mentioned the other day that it seems like the last month or so, the mayor of Oakland has kind of been softening her stance a little bit. Like, hey, let's talk about it. Right. And now that emerged just a couple of days ago. So it looks like I, I don't know how that's going to play with that market. Um, maybe there's a deal behind the scenes. Like, listen, mayor, be nice. Let them play there. And when an expansion opportunity comes up, you guys will be the first ones to get back in the game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know about that part, but I've said this. A, I've said it every time we've talked about this. There's no way in hell, if you're a real PA, you would be like, sure, three different home sites over the span of 162 games, just be on the road for every game this year. Like, that's insanity to ask the players to do that. They they need at some point to be able to hunker down for homestands, to live places, to live out of hotels essentially all year long. That's unthinkable. To have no real practice facility, no place to go, get treatment. It just didn't make any sense that you would do something like that. None. Damon? JVT's right 100%. But I think that what the A's should do, just try to stay. Just try to mooch a little bit. Extend it a little bit. Hey, we need to stay here for the next two years. Next three years. years. Yeah, next 20 years, guys. We'll just keep leasing it and just just do that. Just stay in Oakland. Figure out a way to stay. I know it's, oh, it's impossible for them to stay. They hate them there. That would be, for wrestling terms, that would be the biggest face turn that they could pull. They would be the ultimate baby face if they say, hey, guys, we worked it out. We're staying in Oakland. Thunderous applause. And then expand. See, what if it's all just a giant, this is a wrestling term, right? It's a work. Right? There you go. Then have your next expansion franchise be in Las Vegas and then set up the ultimate rivalry, which was we never wanted you in the first place. Oakland would say that to us. And we'd be like, what? We never wanted you. And then it would set up the best rivalry in baseball. Cubs, Cardinals, be damned. You've got to mind for the business. A's or whatever the hell we would be. <laughs> That would be it. Snakes. Flamingos. Extraterrestrials. Aces. Probably aces. I feel, like we're, <laughs> I feel like in some ways we're further away than ever from having Major League Baseball here. Good. We should be. I mean, I think we're right there as a potential expansion city, but this is also up in the air. And yet... I've done this, and I feel like two hours later at times, then the next level update comes out, and I'm like, okay, I guess we're working on stuff. Maybe they are a lot closer. It's just such a weird thing. It's been handled so oddly, and luckily this market is just so NFL and VGK-centric, and even Aces, you know, in a certain period of the year, everyone, I think most people here are like, eh, whatever happens, happens. I'm not going to follow it day to day. Meanwhile, these, these poor saps up on uh, social media, all these handles, that follow the A's are like every day they're going crazy. I'm like, I don't know how you do this. Yeah. Like just freaking out about the A's getting mad and not for me, man. I'm sorry. I can't, oh. I can't do it. It'll be for me when I start covering that team every day. I don't think you're going to. I actually think when I'm out there, the, I still think there's a good chance the NBA is here with a team before the A's like on the ground. I would give it up. Um, speaking of potential owner, because I wasn't, but I, I tried to make a segue there. LeBron James, what is happening with rumors 
And none of them are about this year, right? About the next the next stop for LeBron. Oh, it was this year. Allegedly, okay. the Golden State Warriors reached out to see if they could acquire LeBron James. According to Ramona Shelburne and Adrian Wojnarowski, the ultimate puff piece slash PR release I've ever seen in my life. Why? Well, because one, for LeBron, it's, see Lakers fans, I'm not going anywhere. I, I know that I refuse to tell the media that I'm not going to sign my extension or opt in to my option and all that kind of stuff, but I'm not going anywhere. I refused when the Golden State Warriors reached out. And for the Warriors, see Warriors fans, we were trying to acquire somebody at the deadline to make this team better, but it was LeBron James. We tried it for you. We tried the ultimate package. We tried to go get him, but he turned us down. We tried. If you really read the report, it was one phone call. It was like, do you guys think? No. Okay. All right. See ya. Okay. It was, I thought it was ridiculous that it was actually reported. It was, it was just good PR for both teams. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I thought it was like, it was a report that said absolutely nothing. Quick timeout. We'll reset. I'm going to watch this basketball game before I break something on set. It's Cofield and Company on the road. Stadium swim. Fired up to be down here. Uh, man, the sight lines are just dynamite uh, in downtown Las Vegas. You want to hang out at Circle Las Vegas and take advantage of uh, all their great restaurants, including what's the finest restaurant you've been to here at Circle Las Vegas? Oh, I mean, Barry's absolutely fantastic. 8 East is a little bit more in terms of, like, the everyday. If you want to just go out and get a bite to eat, 8 but, East, absolutely fantastic. But Barry's over the top? Oh, yeah, absolutely true. What'd you get? Uh, I go with the ribeye. I go with the ribeye when I go down there. Lamb chops. Isabel got lamb chops. We're awesome. Housed all of them. And um, a, lot of, a lot of famous people like it down there, including maybe Tom Brady. Cross-court pass to Calamario. Drives right side. Shot blocked by Rob Whaley. Out of bounds. Rob absolutely smothered that shot. Hanging out at Stadium Swim. It's Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. Well, we just had a situation unfold where clearly I'm, is the right word sexist? Yeah, kind of. You think? Or no, I think maybe you're. I like women? No, I was going to say, I don't know how to say this. Maybe demographicist. What happened was there was a woman who came up and wanted to take a picture and use the mic. And she started to talk on the mic while she was taking the picture, and I think she ran out of words pretty quickly, to which you said, ah, it's not as easy as it looks, is it? And she was like, no, yeah, you speak DJ. I understand. I think what happened is you heard her southern twang, and you were like, this idiot. Um, let's set up the story <laughs> from the very beginning. Um, first of all, Damon, and we probably should have – she might have been on video there. We might be able to, she went in front of your camera. Yes, she was. Um, she – so first of all, we opened the show – and a guy comes out in, like, uh, purple. It was her and her uh, boy. I already forgot his name. I forgot her name, too. I just asked him. No you don't want to say it on there. It was Rachel, right? It was Ashley. Ashley. Ashley and Richard. So Richard and Ashley went into the pool at, like, 3 o'clock. Richard was the guy we were referencing who had a sweet ass. Uh, not really. But he had on a, a G-string, you know? And so she comes up during a break, and she's like, what can I do? I don't think she said it this way, but she's like, can I uh, pick up a mic, get behind the table in front of the banner and get a picture? And then I gave her the stick mic. She's like, no, I want the headsets. And then she got on the headsets and she ran out of stuff to say in like eight seconds. And she's drunk. But yeah, her counter was, I was like, oh, it's not that easy. And she's like, no, I was a, I was a DJ on XM. I'm like, I I can find out if you were Ashley. (laughs) She said channel 41. 
I'm what, like, what I, was that? I, well, they've re- they, you know what they changed their channel so much. I know Hair Nation is like at 38 or 39. I think 40 or 41 is right before they go to hip hop. Right now is Sirius XM Turbo, <laughs> commercial free music channel that plays 1990s and 2000s hard rock. Yeah, I, well, I don't know. I think she was fibbing, but that's fine. No, what I was saying is not the word's not sexist, but if that guy had come up. Unless he was going to allow us to take a picture of his thong, I would have been like, absolutely not. Get out, get away from our set and don't, don't touch the microphone. But for her, I was like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, it launched in 2017, so maybe it was something different before. She's having a good time. You know what? And because we're here at Stadium Swim on behalf of Circle Las Vegas, you know, I don't want to throw it out there. Like, hey, anytime you come down, you can take a picture at the set. It's not a big deal. She was fun. She was having fun. I still think my theory is you heard her southern accent and thought she was just an idiot. No. No, I, I, I actually, I kind of liked it. I assume she likes country music. I don't I don't hate country music. <laughs> that would be funny. I actually hate country music. I mean, I could have said, um, only if you do this. No, I would have said, like, get me a drink downstairs. <laughs> I would like I would like a You corn- should have said, only if he turns around and bends over so we could take a picture. I know. I didn't take advantage of that. Only if we could objectify your boyfriend slash husband. <laughs> yes. Um, if you get me a, a corned beef Reuben, because you can get other kind of Reubens uh, from Saginaw's. I love Saginaw's. Good hangover cure, Saginaw's breakfast burrito. Oh. And it's big. <laughs> Fat. All right. Meaty. Thick. Good salsa, too. Uh, Damon, if you can... Take the part of this conversation where I was talking about that guy's keister and just get that part about Dick and me from JVT. That'll be a good promo. And then we will all yell in a minute. You can piece that together, lay it underneath, and it'll be like a re- like an arena promo. <laughs> There's a lot of screaming on that show, but it's a great show. You it's get a great it, one. man. Um, have... The Goo Goo Dolls aren't a really rock band. Does Does Draymond Green realize that Semper Fi Auto? Does they're a fine sponsor? Does Draymond Green realize that what went on in this most recent game, where he was writhing on the floor after That's getting so whacked in the face with an elbow, was that Zubats? Uh, I think it was. I can't remember who hit. I've him. never in the history of basketball seen a guy on the floor and play was allowed to continue for four trips back and forth up and down the floor. I've never seen it. It was so good. Damon, did you see this? I did see it. Draymond, for those who didn't see it, takes a hit to the face, is on the floor, play resumes to the point where, like, they actually, like Steve said, they took four total trips up and down. On the way back down, the Warriors actually turned the ball over because they were trying to get position down low, and they couldn't because Draymond's corpse was rolling around in the paint. So they turned the ball over. Immediately afterwards, this is on the Clippers, Paul George has like a five on three, and he jacks up a three transition. It was such a weird sequence. And then finally, they like it's like the refs didn't notice because on the second time back down, all of a sudden you hear like, oh, wait, hold on. like Let's stop this game. And Kerr's like, yeah, thanks. Like, it was such a weird moment. I loved it. it but he also fun. gave a motion later in the game. Did he threaten to stab someone? Did you see him when he was, he did like a four fingers gesture? And then, you know. See, 
I so he did the four fingers. I didn't understand what the second one, like the second motion that you're talking about, was. I didn't get it. Like, I mean, I thought he was calling him like a J off. You know what I mean? So like maybe that's what he was doing. Looked a little stabby to me. Right. Maybe he was. Maybe he was like, dude, you know what I've done? The natural escalation is stabbing. I need the him and Isaiah Stewart brawl at All-Star Weekend. That was crazy, too. <laughs> you see this story? I did. I still don't know what happened. I know he got arrested and he got cut, and I do think another team. I, I actually think a, uh, I think a West. Uh, I didn't see Western got cut. Western. Con- yeah, he got cut. Uh, Western Conference team needs to sign him as a Draymond enforcer for the playoffs just to bait Draymond into extreme action. Be like, Isaiah, you're in the NBA. You may have to take a punch, but we get him out of the series if you do this. It's worth the investment. Yeah. And I don't think Draymond will be able to contain himself. Like like Damon said, I don't know what the hand gestures were. Um, doesn't Adam Silver have to be completely freaked out right now at what could happen with this guy? Oh, yeah, sure. Like, why is he back? Mm-hmm. He's He's making a clown of you. Steve, I'm going to break a rule. Oh, I've really enjoyed doing shows with you, Steve. Oh no, he's going to do it. Good, the floor is yours. Today's going to be my last uh, episode for a while on Cofield and Company. That's it. He's quitting. I do have a change coming up at work, but I have appreciated no self promotion, Steve. No, 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 I won't. But I've appreciated. <laughs> I've appreciated my time with Steve Cofield. Dare I say he's a mentor? Never know what the future holds, but. I've enjoyed my time. I know I'm not allowed to say it, but I broke Steve's rule. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Well, we're going to miss you, John. John's going to be on every day, 3 to 6, on VSIN Monday through Friday. So uh, onward and upward, right, John? See you guys.